Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have the host who has won Best Hair of the Year in Men's Catalog Journals, and you have the woman who has won Best Hair of the Year in Woman Journal Catalogs. I'm Carmen. I'm Kelsey. It's a beautiful day for a podcast, and Carmen has already started lying. (laughs) I have never lied once in my whole life. We're not doing that again. You know what else is not a lie? This is the greatest Grey's Academy, Grey's Anatomy podcast. I can't even say it right. This is the greatest Grey's Anatomy podcast that exists on the internet. That's uh, true. And you can thank the Phoenicians for that. Thank the Phoenicians. Anyways, this episode is so great, except it actually, it's also... N- I like it a lot. I like this it one was, a lot, but it is sad, but it's good. It, it's sad. It's sad, it's but good. very sad. Where do you want to start with this one? Do you want me to jump right into the music piece and and then take it away, or do you want to talk uh, about our our synapses and authors and directors we'll first? Well, first, um, well, let's just say it's the ninth episode of the second season. It is the eighteenth episode overall. It is called "Thanks for the Memories," which is not the one you're thinking of. Thanks for the mem- It's not that one because <laughs> that one came out in two thousand nine. This episode is two thousand five. So. It's not that, that was one. what I thought I was about yeah. to step into, but it was not. Also, that's spelled very not like this. So that one's spelled thinks for, for the murmurs, murmuries, <laughs> memories. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for the memories, which actually should be titled "Thanks for the Memory" because they never once talk about plural memories in the song. Uh, was released in 1938, which was actually uh, it was it was released for uh, the film "The Big Broadcast of 1938" by Bob Hope and Shirley Ross. Uh, it was written. Uh, the song was uh, composed and written by uh, Ralph Ranger and Leo Robin. Uh, so this is another. This is not the first song that we've done at Gray's uh, Academy or uh, that Gray's Anatomy has picked that was originally from a movie. So I'm sensing a theme here of some sorts. <laughs> uh, but I will say, while I did not like the song, I'm going to say that I correctly guessed this song. Uh, I knew there was going to be some sort of uh, reconciliation between Derek and Meredith because of the song okay. uh, in this episode, which I was which I was correct. We'll get to that later. Uh, but one of the things about the song that I thought was very interesting for how bad this song was uh, is <laughs> I did I did not like it at all. Um, in two thousand four, it actually uh, finished at number sixty three on. Uh, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Songs. So Interesting. Yeah, so it became a signature tune for Bob Hope, and good for him. Uh, it was released before all the Billboard charts, as far as I'm able to see, or it never hit the Billboard charts. Anyways, that's all I got. The song was okay. I didn't like it, but... <laughs> so it wasn't okay. It, I mean, no, it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, the song, it's okay. All songs that are written and produced are okay because it takes talent to write and produce a song. That's a kind thing to say. Yes. Uh, As a singer, songwriter, producer, musician, mixtape artist, uh, rapper turned punk rocker, um, it's just just not a good song. But (laughs) In your opinion. In my opinion. Kelsey, take it away, my friend. 
Okay, so this was this one was written by Shonda Rhimes, which wasn't Ayo. super surprising to me. A because of how sad it was, and she's really good at doing that. And B because it's like a holiday episode, so it probably would have been considered like a a big bigger episode in their general season time frame. So uh, I th- I think a lot of times the the showrunners will kind of take the like the bigger, heftier episodes that they like have a very clear vision for it and do it themselves. And I, I just love everything she does. So it was great. Um, and it was directed by Michael Dinner. And this is the only <laughs> episode <laughs> I knew you'd like that. The only episode of Grey's he's ever done. He's done a lot of TV shows. He did several episodes of the wonder years. He was also a producer on the wonder years, uh, a couple episodes of law and order sons of anarchy justified just like a lot of TV shows over the years. Um, it aired November 20th, 2005. So this is when Grey's was still airing on Sundays. So that was the Sunday prior to Thanksgiving. So it's aired a few days before and it had 20.33 million views. So a lot was, this wasn't our first 20 million plus episode. I don't think it's the first one, but it's, there hasn't been many. It's either the first one or it's like the second because I don't think there have been that many. Uh, yeah, I'm trying off the top of my head to think what other ones would have been over that 20 million mark. And I can't think of, maybe this is the top. Maybe this is the tippy it top of what be. they saw so far. Yeah, it might be. Um, okay. So also, what was the Netflix. name of the guy? Something Dinner? What was his first Michael. name? Michael. Michael Dinner? Dinner. Yep. What a great name. I'm just sitting here thinking. So you guys can't see this part. So we get to see, we get the camera. So we get to see each other on camera. And I'm just like looking around. And I'm like, I got cookies over here. And I've got a glass of water. And I've got like a, a, a cheese tray with some snacks that I might pick at while I'm, while I'm eating, <laughs> while really I'm recording here. And I'm like, man, dinner sounds good right now. So if your last name was dinner, you would just always want dinner, is what you're saying? No, I have a feeling I'd always want breakfast for dinner, which is always good. I do love a little so, dinner. Um, while, okay, so while you're looking that up, or did you find it? Nope. Oh, uh, <laughs> are you trying to see if this is the first 20 million No, episodes? I'm just trying to see like the highest views, and no one's telling me. They're just telling me like their favorites. Well, while you're doing that, I will say... So I, I'll, I'll kind of just start briefly chatting up some of the thoughts that I had about the intro piece. I will say I loved that. I think this is our first themed episode. Uh, yes, I don't remember seeing first, like, holiday one. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a Christmas episode or a Halloween episode. So the fact that it was Thanksgiving and I love Thanksgiving, any excuse to just eat my body weight <laughs> in any food that's in front of me. It doesn't have to be turkey. Turkey is actually probably one of the worst thanksgiving foods um i know that's a hot take america but (laughs) over in germany they're like yeah give us some schnitzel (laughs) um shout out schnitzel uh Anyways, if you're not able to find that piece of information about the, the episodes, we could we could pit, put a pin yeah, in that. And I'm going to have to find it some other time because the internet's pissing me off. Okay. Um, so the Netflix synopsis for this one is, the Thanksgiving holiday is more difficult for the interns and residents than any of them is willing to admit. Hmm. It's, mm, I wouldn't say that's true for all of them. <laughs> but it's probably true for some of them. So... You know what I'm nervous about? 
I, I had it typed out. Highest viewed Grey's Anatomy episode. I feel like yeah, if I don't, hit submit don't on this, it. I'm, I'm getting, li- I'm getting As someone who just did that, don't do that. I'm going to Do not do it. Okay. All right. Especially now that Google shows you images before any of your other, like, links. Just don't do it. Yeah, I, I don't want to see any spoiler alerts about who who comes on or special guests or anything like that. I don't want to. I want to be surprised. Yeah. If uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, I was I I know so little about Grey's Anatomy. I thought I didn't know that Katherine Heigl was even in the show, so I was surprised when I saw her on the TV the first time I watched the pilot. Um. So, anyways, I'm ready when you are with your notes, Kelsey. Okay. So first, there was no recap. And Nothing. I stopped and try and was like, oh, I must have skipped it, and there wasn't one. It did not exist. Just was not there. So, um, found that to be interesting. Now, I also, if I'm if I'm guessing why, because there also was no full theme song. It was just like the little Grey's thing, which is what they do now. Spoiler alert! That's just what they do. Now. The little Grey's Anatomy. Thing. Well, and you then, could fit 30 seconds additional of show now. That's what I was saying. So if you look at like the Netflix timestamps, all the episodes in season two thus far have been the same time length, 43 minutes. So this was also 43 minutes. So I'm assuming they had, they just didn't want to cut anything else out to get the recap and the theme song in. And I'm, I think it works fine. I don't think we necessarily needed a recap. Um, for anything there was nothing that stood out in this episode that I would have thought, man, I wish they would have brought that up in the recap so I was prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike I our agree. last couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we start off and Meredith is sneaking out of the house like Izzy is her mother. So, and uh, Izzy's like, "What? you're not allowed to leave. I need you to stay and help me have Thanksgiving. And Meredith, uh, that's when George's family shows up and distracts them long enough that Meredith just runs away. I hate them. I hate every. I hate everything about George's family. Yeah. I. <sighs> O'Malley. Every drunk so- Irish bar that I've ever played a show at. <laughs> that's the crowd, and it's fine. They're great. They're a great crowd. They're great people. I'm Irish. I'm so glad that that's not my family. It's uh, you and I are both the oldest siblings and I feel, you know, George is the youngest and I feel like that's an energy I'll never be able to understand Uh is the hatred towards because the hatred towards an older sibling is different than a hatred towards a younger sibling. Because when you dislike your younger sibling, it's just because you're not the baby anymore. But when you, you, you know, as the younger sibling, you've never existed in a world without the older siblings. Right. So I, I don't hate his dad. I, I, I do not I don't enjoy by his the brothers. end of the episode. <laughs> I by do the end not of the episode, his brothers, I don't hate his dad. Yeah. What was the guy, the blonde guy, was uh-huh. from something. He, uh, he's from something else. I couldn't, I didn't look it up, uh, but he's, I recognize that, him. Did you watch that show, My Boys on TBS? Because I think maybe he was in that, but I also uh, might be getting him confused with something else. I think he was um, in Office Space. Hold on, I have it up right now. Yeah, he's in Office Space. No? Yeah, he Maybe? is. Maybe? He is. Okay. Yeah. So that's where yeah, I recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and there was, I think he, he and the other brother were also in one episode of Burn Notice, but different episodes. But I did think of you 
when I saw that. I didn't. I didn't recognize them from the burn notice. They were. I mean, it was only one episode, so I didn't think you would. But I was like, it's well, a great show. <laughs> they great both show. been there. Um. So yeah, he was. That's where you know him from. Is Office Space. Anyways, okay. Um. So then, <laughs> we're on the ferry. We're back on the fun ferry. <laughs> back Derek's on the ferry. Being Derek again. A little less Derek-y this episode, but not much better. Um, good episode for Addison, though. As little Great as she was Great episode in it, for Addison. As little as she was in it, man, does she fucking kill it. I love that woman. Um, so she's like, so I was thinking we could have some sex tonight. And he literally laughs in her face because he's rude. Um, and she's like, listen, I know it's going to be weird. It's just going to be weird because we both had sex with other people. And But if we're going to stay married, we have to, to try and do this. So we're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. You got to do it. So, yeah. And that's fine. I'm like, you know what? Let's lay it all out there. Let's smush some booties. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? Good. Good. Good on you. And Addison, you're looking great. You deserve it. You need, you deserve some good loving. She does. She deserves the Derek, world. Derek, you and don't you deserve it. It ain't Derek. Right now. Derek doesn't deserve shit. Derek is in my proverbial doghouse right now. That's where he belongs. Um, so then we get to the hospital. Uh, Meredith is... Bailey's like, thanks for volunteering to come in. Um, that means I didn't have to pick someone to force to come in. Just so you know, we have like a temp attending who's over from Mercy West and she's asking Meredith, you know, why did you want to work? And Meredith was like, oh, I don't have anything to be thankful for. She's annoying. Um, just because you break up with your boyfriend doesn't mean you have nothing to be thankful for. There are more things I'm in life. so sad. Um, and she, I just like, Bailey's like, I like Thanksgiving because everyone's an idiot. And it means I get to do lots of surgeries. <laughs> Oh yeah, when she was so she said I, I wrote this quote, people get stupid, people get violent and people get hurt and that means lots of surgeries yeah. and I was like that is said, you're just such a boss. The stupidity of the human race. <laughs> um it's so great. Something to be thankful for. <laughs> um and then uh Derek and the chief are looking at the OR board and Bert comes out of surgery and he's like, "Oh, I'm leaving, but I like to start the day cutting and then I get to leave and have a good day." And Derek and she, the chief are like, oh, we're leaving too. And Burke's like, yeah, say it like you mean it. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, neither of them leave. No, and because they're all they're all workaholics. Well, Burke leaves. Yeah, Burke, I mean, I guess. For, you know, getting lectured about how he has no life outside of the hospital a lot in season one. He's doing the best job of the three of them. Yeah, well, there's also... Very little backstory on if he's ever cheated on anyone or had any extracurricular affairs with people that weren't <laughs> married to him. Well, he's never been married. So he couldn't do that. So he could cheat on people, but he couldn't cheat on someone he's married to because he's never been married. Yeah. Um, okay. So then we meet the uh, the attending from the other hospital <laughs> and he's a huge piece of shit. And he's like, I don't kiss my ass. I only want to work with one resident and it's the Nazi. And Bailey's like, Oh, I don't know who that is. I don't, I've never heard of that person. But I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I love her so much. I, I didn't understand why though. Like whatever her reasoning at the so end, she could fuck with him. 
I mean, yes, I understand that now, but in the moment I was like, that's weird. Like why? Um, also he probably wouldn't have believed her because he was like, Oh, it's looking, I'm looking for the, this, the Nazi who's a man. Yeah. The man Nazi. His name is Adolf Hitler. Have you seen him <laughs> running around these halls? I love when he goes balls the size of Texas and she goes, Oh, that big. <laughs> <laughs> She's so, so good. Much. She's so funny. Uh, also, what's the name of that uh, that redhead nurse, Olivia? Yeah. So she's still around. She's still uh, a yep. character on the show. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's right. uh yes. She is. Good for her. Even though George George broke her heart for nothing. And you know, you know Alex she's still on the show. Her. Do you remember? That's where she got the syphilis. <laughs> so yeah, this I remember that. So. Who do you Fucking think she'll Alex. sleep with next? F- Meredith. The chief. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't I did not like Alex in this episode. He really pissed me off. They didn't give him enough like opportunity to justify what was happening. He was only on screen for like less than five minutes, probably. And that may have been one of the things because I, I I was watching the episode thinking they must have cut stuff out to get it down to this long. And then opted to not cut out, to not do the recap. And so I was trying to think what else they maybe would have cut out. And I was like, they had to have cut out more stuff with Alex. Because it was a long time before we even see him at all. Sitting down in that hallway. Like getting his yeah. messages. It was a long Halfway time. Halfway through the episode. Yeah, it was a long time. So uh, I don't know. My thought was there was something else that maybe got cut out. As far as him like blowing her off or I don't know. It's just something. And I could be wrong. That was just kind of. What's my thought process on it? Um, so then George leaves. Izzy's freaking out because she's like, I can't make this dinner by myself. And she says, who's going to help me? And George says, who's going to help me? Which was a good <laughs> question. Um, and so then we meet the first patient who has been in a vegetative state for 16 years. Um, and he stays in like a, basically a nursing home. And he fell out of his bed when they were changing his his bed. So they brought him in to make sure he was okay. And she's like examining him and he just opens his eyes and looks right at him. And she, she like screams, which I would probably have done the same thing. So I know I had mentioned new Amsterdam before Mm -hmm. there was literally an episode the other day, the exact same thing that happened guy in a vegetative state opens his eyes. Mm -hmm. This ends very differently but that person never woke up. So I just assume that this is going to be a weird episode of this guy with his eyes open and this paid actor is getting paid to <laughs> lay in bed with their eyes just open for 45 minutes. They don't have um, to pay you that much until you speak. That's fair. Uh, that's how they make their money on, on coma patients. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, I did think it was interesting, uh, a, a very interesting metaphor in general for the U.S insurance and medical system in general because first off they're they're calling it the garden right that's Mm -hmm. the that's the uh, affectionate term for where all of these coma patients go the vegetable garden Mm -hmm. and then they said it was their insurance policy that he had to get checked out so someone is billing insurance to a coma patient because they fell and there's no way to not do a checkup on that person. That sounds so ass backwards to me. Why? I mean, if the insurance is paying for their stay at like the nursing home, 
then they, they I don't, would want them I don't think to you check. could assume. I don't know if you could assume that the well, insurance Well, if, if he got hurt on the job, you I think it's safe to assume you that that they could be paying for that long-term situation. I, guess. I mean, that makes sense. Okay. So I'll, I'll, also, I'll give you that one. Also, this is a long time ago. This is 2005, so you never know. It's been a long time. Yeah. Things yeah. are different and not much better, but probably worse. Um, and so then we get the intro, no song, and it was like six minutes and four seconds into the episode. So a, a long time. Um, Bailey is in the ER with a burn case. She's hiding it from the jackass doctor. It's hilarious. Uh, Meredith comes in and tells Bailey that the patient was looking at her and everyone in the room laughs at her. Um, and Bailey sends her to get a CT, but is like, you can get the CT, but he was not looking at you just so you are aware. And, um, then Christina and Burke get to Meredith's house. Such a good episode for Christina and Burke. I love it so much. The, the way he sneaks out from behind the door yes. and she's yelling at him and he goes, Oh, hello, Dr. Burke. <laughs> I love it when he's trying to, uh, like when she's like, don't mention McDreamy or don't mention Montgomery Shepard and don't mention that McDreamy is staying with Montgomery Shepard and don't mention syphilis. And he's like, you know, I've, I've been in social situations before <laughs> and she's like, just be nice. And Izzy opens the door, yeah, and then she's, like, yelling at Christina. And then he pops out, and she's like, oh, hello. And then they're whispering about it. And he just goes, people who are shocked when I show up uninvited to their homes can call me Preston. That was the line of the episode. And he had, man, talk about a win episode. He was a rock star in this episode. I love him so much. And also, Christina goes, nobody calls you Preston. And he goes... You don't call me Preston. I love that him so much. Yeah. That's like how Michael I just imagine them Kelki. What? It's like how Michael refuses to call me Kelki. I'm gonna call him Mike all weekend. Oh, please don't. I hate it so much. <laughs> um it's just, it's it's just funny because it. I hate it so much. That uh that line though, where she was like where he was like you don't call me Preston. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I just imagine them hanging out and she's just like, hey, Dr. Burke, can you pass me the remote? Like, no, he calls, she calls him Burke, not doctor, I, just Burke. But like, ah, man, weird. <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know. Um, and we're back at the hospital. Uh, Derek is trying to leave, but Meredith asks him for a consult on this patient. And he's like, no. And then... He's like, yes, because of course. Because he's a moron. He's a fucking dumb moron. I mean, I'm glad that he did it because, you know, the patient deserved it. But don't. Why are you like this? He got lucky that that person actually wasn't a vegetable because he was trying to blow off Queen Addison. True. It's so true. Um, We see George hunting with his family. It's not great. They're mocking him. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want to be there. Fair. I wouldn't want to shoot a turkey either. It's also probably cold in Thanksgiving in Seattle. I have to assume it's cold. I don't know. I I might be wrong, but I feel like it would be cold. Yeah. I mean, the fall and winter in the northern states, it's going to be cold. But how far do you think they needed to drive from Seattle to get to hunting grounds? I don't know. I mean... There's ferry boats, so who's who's to say? They took a ferry boat to the turkey. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh, ferry boats. I don't know the layout of the Pacific Northwest, except it looks pretty. So Everything um, outside of the Space Needle is pretty much no idea. Uh, so then we're back at the house, and Izzy is messing everything up because she doesn't actually know how to cook. Because she just bakes all the time. And so Christina wants to leave, but then Burke just kind of kicks into chef mode and is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fix it. Everything's going to be great. And Christina hates it. And it's hilarious. She's like, I need well, liquor. The, lots of liquor. And I quote. <laughs> uh, so what I love about this scene is, and just in general, looking back at old Grey's Anatomy episodes for the first time, it's like a time capsule. Yeah. We had the iPods from their run earlier. Uh, yeah. I think it was end of season one, or maybe that was early season two. It was the beginning two. of season two. And in this one, Izzy says that she printed off recipes. Yep. Like, she didn't just ask Alexa to pull up a recipe <laughs> for her. She didn't just have her iPhone that she could scroll through. Nope. She printed off a repice. A repice. A repice. <laughs> I love those repices. Uh, but I, I that's one of the things I do want to just call out. Like, as we get more into these later seasons, it's going to shift. But that's where my eye yeah. is going to focus on is how, how time capsule do we get. And that's one of the things that I wanted to shout out for this episode. And I noticed that when it come, when they're not in scrubs, which is rare. It's rare that they're not in scrubs. But sometimes they wear clothes that are very of the time. I thought Christina's top was very 2005. I was like, I hate it. <laughs> but it's what very was she, that I don't time. remember that. It was like a black. It was it was pretty simple. It was like a black, but it had like a a wide sleeve, and then right at like the bust line, it had this big like embellishment, which is definitely mm. of that time. Okay, she looks great. I just don't love it. Also, Burke looked incredible. His outfit was timeless. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. the other turtleneck under the blazer. That's like his signature, and I'm I love it. Um, I need to get a turtleneck. That's what I've discovered is I need to get Not a turtleneck. Not everyone can wear those. Oh, so what you're telling me say. is that I'm fat and ugly. I didn't say not everyone can wear a turtleneck. You heard it here first. Kelsey thinks that Carmen is fat and ugly. All right. Well, we don't have time for me to agree. So we're just move on. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're back at the hospital. Derek is examining Mr. McKee. Uh, he's like, no, he's not doing anything and then Meredith starts talking and he opens his eyes again and he like fully tracks her as she moves so they do more tests they find out he's minimally conscious and has been minimally conscious for 16 years which is crazy and to think what about. I've never heard of that phrase until this know. episode I don't know what to, I don't know minimally conscious that's how I feel some days at work I'm that's how I conscious. feel a lot of the time that I'm awake so <laughs> I'm minimally conscious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they basically figure out they can wake him up, which is wild. Uh, Alex is blowing off Izzy. We don't know why yet. George Typical. is trying. He doesn't deserve to... her. Right. I mean, we can assume. Did you have a guess? Did you think it was just this test thing again? Uh, I assumed that everything yeah. that's wrong with Alex right now is tied back to this test. Um I it's a little bit like, of a crutch, but it's tr- not. Yeah, truly, I feel like it's being milked for more than its time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand it's the, run its the, course. The initial date made sense, but now I'm like, okay, get over it. Yeah, any any 
concerns about this after the intense kiss. Yeah. You're 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 milking it. You're past it. Move on. Let's you're go. Just New storyline. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, George and Christina are on the phone. Christina's like, "Where's the alcohol?" And George is like, "Meredith drank it all." And then he wants Christina to come and pick him up, but she won't. And then she hangs up on him. And then he, he just does the thing where he closes the phone and he just goes, "Selfish." <laughs> I I actually didn't hate George for most of this episode. I was more on his side because they put him next to such unlikable characters that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe A, you're not the terriblest in the room, and B, I understand why you're so terrible normally because <laughs> this was Well, also, upbringing. they they didn't put him in any circumstance where he had to talk to his boss or a female right. in the entire episode. And that's where a lot yeah. of my beef with George comes from. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, okay, so the the wife and the son of the comatose man are there she is remarried and pregnant like super pregnant and she now she feels bad about it which i i don't think she should feel bad but it would be i like impossible to process that right because they imply that it would that it took a long time for her to get over everything and she says that she just got remarried and this baby is due like in the next month and I can't imagine, you know, processing because the kid was one when her husband had his accident and now he's 17. And so she's raised him basically alone for most of his life. And now they're saying like, oh, don't we can just wake him up casual. You, you good. You want that? And she's like, he's going to wake up and find out that I didn't wait for him. And that's sad, but it's like it's not. I mean, it's 16 years is a long time. It's not like it was six months. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's a long it's Im- time. It's impossible. It's truly impossible. I, I think of, okay, you know how everyone has a price in their head for a job or where they would move across the country to at any time? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a length of time that for sure exists yeah. that if Jessica was in a coma, I would wait or I couldn't wait. Yeah. And... The way that they made it sound, they implied that this woman waited maybe 12 years. Yeah. I that definitely think it was over 10 years before she saint. even started. She's to a move saint. On. Like, yeah. I could not imagine. I love Jess. I love Jess more than anything in the world. Two years in a coma, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Two years. Good to know. Um, she'll be so pleased to hear that. She's um, not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> that is true, but I'll still tell her about it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Don't worry. I'll wait till you're in front of me so I can watch the fight unfold. Can I just um, bribe you with Sonic so that this doesn't happen now? No, it's okay. We'll just get like good neurosurgeons right from the beginning so they'll wake her up right away. So she's Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it it's definitely again, it's also there's no closure, right? When someone dies, there's closure. Like it's sad, there's grief. But there's closure to it in a way. Obviously, I've not had a spouse die, so I'm speaking completely out of, like, my butt. I don't actually know. Never experienced that. Thank God. But Hopefully never will. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's just one of those things where you, if you move on, you're not going to be like, oh, they're going to rise from the dead and come and be mad about it. Whereas, like, if you're in this situation where they're not dead, but they're not really alive, yeah, I could see it would be impossible to to know, like, 
how long do I wait? What do I do? Like, what if they wake up and then you finally get to a point of acceptance and now some stranger calls you just like, we can wake them up. (laughs) Hope you and your new family are happy about it. It's also, I think, very worth noting that they, so he wasn't brain dead. Right, right, yeah. He was never brain dead. He was, yeah, he was in a coma. Yes, which, different than brain dead. Correct. Uh, so yeah, it's conflate a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coma. You're you still have cognitive function. Brain yes. dead. There's truly there's nothing that exists. There's no brain. Only stem your body is alive. Yes. And a lot of times, with when you're brain dead, to my understanding, at least, you're being kept alive by machines because your body can't really regulate itself because you do need some amount of brain function for that to occur. Right. So it's not the same as being in this this situation. It's yeah. weird though. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely crazy. So at what point did you think this man was going to die? Basically, uh, I knew that it could go either way, right? So yeah. when they when it was the scene where they saw that there was the the tumor or the the what was it, the blood clot or the tumor the blood, or whatever brain bleed brain bleed. Yeah, when yeah. I saw that, I said, okay, so this guy's this guy is either going to die or he's going to live his life and be miserable. And I'm starting to get an idea of the writer's consciousness and their mm-hmm. uh their sense what of they do. Mor- mor- mortality. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he's he's dead. They're not going to put him through that. They're not going to put him through a life is, of misery. I knew I it's been a long time since I've watched this episode. There wasn't a lot of it that I remembered. And I remembered that it was really sad. And as I was watching it, I was like, maybe he doesn't die. Cause even if he lives, this is really sad. Like, yeah, he's still alone. He's still gone into this coma in basically in what? 1989. And he's now waking up and it's 2005. Missed the turn of the century. Missed like, his kid missed growing up. Missed a lot of stuff. And 16 so, years worth of having sex with his wife, he's 16 missed. 16 years, like, you don't know what, like, cell phones are. You don't know what the internet is. So, Wait, I was hold like, on. Should we also point out that that wife was probably pretty old for having a kid? Well, they could have gotten in married super young. No, right, no, no, no. Because she was pregnant young. again. Right, but if they got married super young, right, if they're like 21 when they get married, then she's still yeah. only like 30, late 30s, which isn't that unreasonable. No, but I think it's it's less unreasonable now than back in 2006. Me- medicine has cov- come 50 years in the last 10 years. I was actually reading an article recently about how um, the term geriatric pregnancy is super incorrect and there's actually not enough evidence that indicates there's like that much difference occurring in pregnancy in women over the age of 35 for that to be like the magic age that they just declare that you're more at risk. I was like, good. Cause 35 is really young to tell anyone they're geriatric. Yeah. You know, when's not a young time. If you're trying to have babies in your sixties, don't do that. Or I guess do it. Yeah. Whatever. You know, <laughs> I mean, live your whatever life. you want, but just be aware of your life. Um, okay, so anyways, I don't know. Now I'm lost. Okay, so yes. I think we're going on to the scene it's sad where if he lives or dies. Yes. And then the next scene I think Bailey's if I have the right notes, lying. there's a knife in that person's back. I missed that, but I believe you. 
I oh, maybe was I was wrong, the but chief I think was in the surgery for no reason. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was literally a knife in that person's back that she was about yeah. to do surgery on. Probably. Um, and then we are back at the house, and um, Joe shows up with his boyfriend, who's so cute. Were you surprised by that? I was surprised. I love how progressive this show is. Yeah, I love it. It's perfect. Um, Joe, this Walter. beloved character, is in a gay relationship, and they are so cute together. And Walter, his boyfriend, was also in another outfit that was very 2005. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> the only thing that I thought was interesting about that, nothing about the relationship. It was, I didn't get that they were that close with Joe to invite him over for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. I didn't I get like a good the, lead up to I that. I like that they're that 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 they're a st- Meredith, I do kind of understand because if you remember like back to like into you like a train when Joe really wanted her to stay and kept saying, "Don't go, you have to wait. You have to wait to see if he comes. He's going to come. He's going to show up blah blah blah." So, if Meredith invited him, I I do feel like I would understand. Yeah, but then she just left like a Well, turd. yeah, but <laughs> she's a little self-centered. Um and then I love the the exchange when Christina says, did you bring liquor? And he said, I brought pie. And she goes, you're a bartender. And he goes, did you bring scalpels? <laughs> it's so good. Perfect. Perfect roast. I love it. Uh, back to the hunting. George doesn't fit in with his family. His brothers are the worst, but his dad is sweet. His dad's kind of trying to, you know, keep the peace. And he's like, tell us, you know, about your job. And he's trying to tell them and his brothers are being assholes about it. But good times. Yeah. The the one brother was like, so you don't actually do anything. Yes. I'm like, what a, I even wrote, what a dick move. Yes. Dick move, brother. Yeah. It's not cute. Uh, and then back at the hospital, Alex and Meredith, they, they have a nice moment. I, I don't care about it, but they have a nice moment where he tells her that he failed whatever. And he, he's like, I don't want to tell Izzy because she'll be super nice and supportive about it, but I'll feel emasculated basically, which isn't really fair to Izzy because it's not her fault that he would feel that way if she was nice to him. Like, that's just his own issue. But I also, understand. Also, just don't not fail wanting, the medical boards. Yeah, I also understand not wanting to tell anybody that. Um, but it's, but Honestly, you don't have to tell. You're not obligated to tell anybody that, but but you do owe her some explanation as to why you're being a huge dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even I wouldn't even say he's being a dick. He's allowing he's allowing this piece of his life to basically make him act like a borderline um uh what's that uh you're hot or cold and you go all over the place? Bipolar. He's like a borderline bipolar person. And there will be times where he's super great and super charming and he's into Izzy. And there are times where he's doing shit like this. Yeah, it's just And a that's lot of the part that I don't like. And it's unnecessary. Um, if you can compartmentalize your bullshit, if you're going to lie, at least have the ability to compartmentalize about it. Bingo. Bingo. You know? If I ever lied, I would do that. Mm. Cool. Okay, so then Mr. McKee wakes <laughs> up. <laughs> And he asks how long he's been out, and it's super sad. I don't. I think that scene is really sad. Um, they don't 
like let us hear it right they just show it from the outside which is a, something this show does a lot that i actually think the moments they choose to do it are appropriate um i think they do it really well a lot of the time but it's well, just sad it's just i'd sad like to thing. share my opinion on that okay go ahead i think that no matter how good of a writing team you have you're never going to truly encapsulate what is actually said in that moment and i think it takes exactly. it takes the the onus off of the writers and the actors to just say you know what you as the audience imagine the worst fucking possible thing that could happen in that room yeah. and that's what happened i think it's great it's great writing it's 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 better writing than if they tried to write it i agree and i don't i don't think it takes anything off the actors cuz I think you do still have to play it to a certain believability. Um, And if, you know, he just sat there and was like, oh, okay, then it would make us as the audience go, oh, okay, I I guess this isn't sad. Um, Or Meredith didn't tell him the truth. (laughs) Yeah, or Meredith just told him a lie. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I I like it a lot. It's a trope that gets used a lot, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to the kitchen and Burke is like coaching Izzy through everything and it's great. And there's a moment that's super reminiscent of, of George operating in the first episode where, right. When they're like putting bets on him, he's like, Oh, 25, she dries out the Turkey 50. She pulls it off, whatever. It's just funny. I like it a lot. And then he's, oh, you hit the bone. It's like, oh, you broke the purse strings. <laughs> you know, whatever it was. <laughs> so it just reminded I, me a lot of that. And I thought it was really funny. It was a great scene. I, it's, it's funny. When, I, when we first watched this show, Alex was one of my least favorite characters. Burke was also one of my least favorite characters. And Burke yeah. and Alex both have very quickly about-faced, but they also weren't my least favorite characters for any for the same reasons. Right, Alex yeah. was a dick. Burke I just didn't find as a likable character on the show because I didn't get enough substance in the beginning. Yeah, he wasn't super fleshed out in the first season, yeah. in a lot of the first season. But he, my gosh, he has... They must have done straw polls, and they're <laughs> like, guys, we gotta, we gotta figure out Burke because people yeah. like him. And they want to like him. Let's let's make him a chef. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Christina's like, I gotta go. And she's like, I'm gonna go buy liquor or whatever. Um, then that we're hunting again. They're talking about cars. George doesn't give a shit and neither do I. And then a turkey shows up. And this is a good moment for George because as much as I don't like that he is shooting a bird, I do like that he stands up and he goes, if, I, if we're not ali- allowed to leave until I kill a bird, then I'm killing this bird because I want to fucking go. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that he actually like can stand up to them. So yeah. Have you ever, have you ever gone hunting? Nope. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I've done hunting classes. I don't understand. I, I love the byproducts of hunting. I will mm-hmm. eat anything that you can hunt. I don't want to do the hunting. I don't get it. That's fine. And I, I have a lot more understanding for people who hunt and then eat it. I don't and will never understand trophy hunting. It's not impressive to me. You're just a bully. That's my yeah. opinion. If you're hunting and like you like truly find it um 
like enjoyable to kill the food that you then like take all the time to like prepare the meat yourself. I do think that's a cool process. Kudos to anyone who does it. Obviously I eat meat, so I'm not, again, I'm not against the byproduct of it, but, um, and they do kind of imply that they're going to eat this turkey. They never really outright say it, but I think that's the implication is because George, George at some point is like, you know, they just sell turkeys in the stores, like lots of them and you can just buy them. So I do think that we're supposed to believe that they would be eating this turkey. So again, I don't feel the need to hunt. I don't think people should trophy hunt. And I don't think people should illegally hunt animals that are endangered. Yes. Agreed. Hot take. What you could do. <laughs> what you, yeah. Hot take. Don't kill rhinos. Yeah. Uh so if you, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a quick pause here. If you decide that you want to uh, donate to any conservation efforts, I would encourage yes. that this uh, in this season of your life. If you're listening to this and you want to donate, donate. This is your Save sign. the rhinos. This is and your the sign. Ellies, the elephants. Yes. And the tigres. That's mm, French for yes. tiger. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to say a, a made-up fact, so I'm just going to go okay. ahead and let's <laughs> keep <you> going. Go. <laughs> um, Meredith is talking to Mr. McKee about his son telling him that he, oh, he was here. He has your eyes. He's tall like you. They're doing an MRI. And of course, of course, he has a brain bleed. Of course, everything's bad. Everything's terrible. Uh, It's basically like equal risk. If you don't get the surgery, there's like, you could die. If you do get the surgery, you could die. So it's basically just, you got to pick. And he asks Meredith, what would you do? And she says, I can't answer this for you, which is something that they do in this show a lot where they're like, like legally, I'm not allowed to advise you. I've given you your options. You have to choose. I can't coerce you either way. So th- yeah, that, will, I actually, that comes up a lot. I wrote that down. I respect the fact that she couldn't answer it. Yeah. But she was still very nice in how she did mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that there is a level of emotional intelligence that is flushed out in this character. Whether or not she's going to recognize it for herself or the people around her, she does for her patients. Mm-hmm. So I, I respect that. And, and I thought that, that was a good moment. And then we can do my favorite thing and wonder, what would Izzy have done in this situation? Bully him into mm-hmm. surgery? Who knows? Or bully him into leaving and fighting for his wife who's married to someone else probably something inappropriate like that or maybe force him to go live out by a dumpster across the street and then treat him off the books right 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 okay so um oh so then this is a nice moment between izzy and burke where she's asking him how he knows to cook and he's like oh my mom owns a restaurant and she goes does christina know that he goes no (laughs) so they just have a nice moment of connection about the fact that Christina is uh, a, a closed book type person. A robot. Well, the best kind, though. Uh, speaking of which, she is at the hospital not buying liquor. She is at the hospital trying to do surgery on people. Yeah. That, fuck you, Christina. Stupid. Why? Come on. You got a handsome guy cooking you dinner with one of your friends and two handsome gay men ready to eat dinner, and there's a pie somewhere, and you're just, you leave, because you're stupid. I'm done yelling. stupid, but I don't feel like they gave enough justification as to why she wanted to leave. I will say that. Maybe it got cut for the time crunch. (laughs) Maybe. Um, So, George is trying to pack up to leave, 
and his brothers are like, oh, we're going to shoot, shoot off in your honor. And he's like, don't do that. Please don't. It's a bad idea. And then one of them shoots his dad in the butt, which is the second hilarious. The second (laughs) that they were to said they're going to do a shoot off. And I go and I saw the dad walking away. I was like, man, I thought the dad was going to die. I thought the dad was dead. (laughs) No, just shot in the butt. Um, so then they're at the hospital and George has to pull the buckshot out of his dad's ass. And he's, uh, understandably annoyed by that. Uh, I would also be annoyed. Um, so then he yells at his brothers. Uh, honestly, I'm on his side. They deserved it. Someone should put them in their place. They, they don't take anything seriously. Not one of them mentioned an electric car. <laughs> it's 2005. No one knew those I existed know. yet. I know. But I do get it. It's when he said something about uh, what one of them works at the post office and one of them is it what what are they they're they're really bad jobs not they're not bad jobs they're just they're not surgeons yeah which yeah it's not to say oh we'll get to that speech when we get to it I'll sorry I thought that that was that scene I misread my notes I apologize um the son comes back to talk to Mr McKee. Um, he decides he's going to have the surgery. Um, Burke and Izzy, no, Burke asks Izzy, why did you do this if you can't, if you can't cook? And she's like, I just wanted, basically, she just wanted to have a day where they felt normal. And it wasn't on them if people were dying. And I thought it was a nice, a nice moment. For Izzy, even though I find her mostly annoying. Yeah. I also thought to myself, other than the dying part, that's how anyone who works in retail feels all the time, always. Yeah. So <laughs> Honestly. Just like one day where no one's screaming at you. What a concept. And for us, it is Thanksgiving. Um, okay, where am I? Sorry. Does Christina. it jump to the scene with ba- Bailey and yeah, uh, Christina, Christina and surgery? Christina is like, why are you working today? And she goes, oh, I want to get in the hours and the practice until the baby comes and I can't. And that is how Christina finds out that Bailey's pregnant. Well, that's how we find out that Bailey's pregnant. No. We, we You're were right. Told. I forgot. <laughs> Maybe that should have been in the recap. <laughs> yeah, that should have been in the recap. I actually forgot. I said... Oh, so that's how we find out about the baby. And I actually completely forgot that that was the whole plot twist of last episode. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first, everyone. I'm a moron. I am dumb. I'm so busy taking notes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is the hard part about taking notes and watching these for the first time. I need to start watching these twice and on the second time, then take notes. Yeah. Or watch it the second time right before you watch the next episode. So instead of the recap, you're just rewatching the entire episode. I just don't have that kind of time on my hands. <laughs> How is that different than watching it twice and taking notes the second time? No, no. I'm not saying I, I, I'm going to. I'm saying I should, but I won't. I can't. Um, okay. So, and then this is actually another nice moment for Bailey and Christina when Bailey just goes, oh, so you and Burke. And Christina goes, yeah. And Bailey goes, he would have made a good father, which I don't think... I think you could read that as like a dig at Christina, but I think she's just saying it 
as in like, cause she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know the details of, you know, Oh, Christina was going to get an abortion or whatever. I think she's just saying like, it, it would have been okay, but I, I don't know. That's how I took it. I think it's more of saying you, you got a good guy. Like you yeah. got a good person here, you know? And yeah, she, she does really like Burke. Um, and I think she likes Christina as much as she's going to like any intern, which isn't a lot. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's it's nice going to be fun. It's going to be fun as they continue to not be interns and they get promoted out and then they get to start being friends. Yeah. If that which happens. Which I'm hoping happens. Ah, damn it. Why? <laughs> Why? They're all interns for 18 years. Oh, gosh. Worst interns ever. Actually, I can <laughs> uh, see it for George, actually. Uh, okay, good stuff. Um, Derek is about to go into surgery and is like, Meredith, why don't you scrub in? And she goes, no, I can't. We're short on interns. I got to go do shit. And Meredith goes, what would you do if you were in this situation? And he goes, I don't know what I would want. And she goes, yeah, I know you don't. And I was like, mm. <laughs> fun for her. So I don't know. So it's a, it's a it's just she's getting more honest and like actually speaking her mind in this episode, which I do appreciate. And not just she has no fucks left inside. to give. Yeah, that is true. Um, and but I don't even honestly, I don't even think she's saying it necessarily to be mean, but she's just saying it to be like, yeah, I fucking know. I just wanted to know if you would admit it, basically. And it's okay. It's okay to not know when it's not someone else's life that's being affected negatively. Yeah, I guess. Derek's just always affects everyone's lives negatively. Anyways, um, George goes back to his dad and is like, no, I don't, I didn't have fun. I don't have fun when we do this every year. My, they talk to me like I'm stupid. And that's when they have the speech where he's like, um, Jerry's a dry cleaner. Ronnie works at the post office. I'm a truck driver. You're not one of us. Like you're smarter than us. And I just, it's a nice moment of, honesty vulnerability and also George just understanding because I think you could kind of read it as his brothers treat him like that because they feel like he's better than they are whether or not that's true and and they basically just want to bring him down which isn't great like don't just be nice to people on both like both people be nice so it's just a nice moment for George to realize how he comes off and then for the dad to realize how George takes things so it's just like a nice actual moment of communication which we don't get often in this show so not from george for sure yeah. uh it was it's it's nice so and I, I love this scene in particular and i'm glad that you brought up earlier that we're both the oldest kids yeah and it's just not something that i can understand being the youngest one but i also and this is not like a egotistical thing but comparatively to the rest of my siblings i i feel like the george in this situation uh with having a good job i have a house i have a baby i have mm. you know a stable marriage and it's it's not anything that's a dig against them but i do feel how resentment can grow very quickly when they when you see a sibling of yours mm -hmm. uh find success but it's also man you look at 
you look at just people you know, how easy is it to try to want to bring someone else down because they have success that you don't? Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to like separate out when you're happy for someone, but also like want what they have, but you don't want to not be happy for them. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. in a family dynamic, I think generally speaking, it's easier to not try and like put up putting like their feelings first because you don't care if you hurt their feelings good or bad right just typically it's it's easier to hurt people we know the best which is not good but because you know them the best you know what buttons to push you know them the longest and especially with family people feel in a lot of times that they can do or say whatever they want to family and you're like well you're still my family so you can't hate me or whatever which is not really the case so no no but uh it's a good the, the hard go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say it's a good moment i liked at the end when he's like every once in a while just pick a car i just thought it was a, yeah. a nice moment yeah it's so the, the the interesting thing about that though is i don't get a sense that the brothers don't like george yeah they like picking him. on him yeah the way brothers do but still you know at the heart of what they're picking on him for is they're jealous of him or they want to bring him down, which is not, not fun, but they still love him. They're still yeah. a family and they understand that, but I know it's not any easier for George, but yeah. Anyways, and it's just, I, I think they do a great job of like making it obvious how proud his dad is of him. Yes. Like it's so cute. Like his dad is just so proud of who he is. And it's just a nice moment to be like, you do come from like a loving family. Yeah. You got picked on by your older brothers, but not in a way that they were like, you know, throwing you out windows or anything. <laughs> they were just like annoying you. Yeah. And it was a nice moment where George got to tell his dad the story about the, the elevator yeah, and the open heart so, surgery. Yeah. When his dad is like, wow, that's really something like, it's just uh, such like a genuine moment of like pride for the person yeah. that you've raised. And it's and like in the speech when he goes, it makes me feel like I did something right. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. So, yeah, it's just a nice moment. Um, so then uh, then the guy dies. And it's freaking, freaking sad. Of course he dies. What a, to scrub what a in. character just arc for this guy. Die. Jesus Christ. It was um, it's like when Stu died for no reason. I mean, not really. This was way sadder. But when Stu died, the guy who fell from the sky just died on the table for no reason yeah and bailey was like yeah sometimes people just die <laughs> that's would love more more answer but that's fine yeah i don't whatever surgery it is that you're offering those people that they just die don't get me in on that <laughs> yeah, one let's do that less um and they go down and only his son is there and it's it's really sad derek has to tell him and it is nice that derek does it so meredith doesn't have to but it's still sad well the saddest part about that is the 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 dad dies, and I think his last words that you see him say are, he's probably not coming back, right? Or something to that effect. No, he of, goes, he's, do you he, think he'll come back? And Meredith that's is like, right. I hope so, yeah. I mean, but it's there's that doubt. So he dies with doubt. Yeah. But we don't know. Maybe he dies with hope. Maybe. It's just, oh, it's sad. Um, then... George and Christina and Meredith uh, all go into the locker room and realize that none of them are at the house. And they're like, oh, it's so bad. It's just not, it's, this is the worst thing that we could do. So yeah. 
George, oh, this is beyond bad. Yeah. So then we're, they go, they cut back to the house. Uh, Walter and Joe have to leave because Joe has to get to the bar. And Burke is just like such a gentleman. And because Izzy's like, you can go. And he goes, I'm not getting up until the hostess leaves. And she goes, well, no one else is here. And he goes, it, it doesn't matter. And I just think it's so, he's just, I just really like his character. I think they do a great job of really fleshing him out outside of the hospital. And um, it's a cool moment for him and Izzy to kind of build this relationship because we haven't really seen them interact up until this point one-on-one. So it's nice, nice for them. And And uh, then George and Christina show up. This is the moment (laughs) I was the most annoyed with George because I'm like, what you're saying is, I do agree with you, but now's not the time to say it. (laughs) So... Also, you could have just called at any point and been like, hey, got to take my dad to the hospital because my brother shot his butt. Right. Just a All little heads this, up. Anything. And even Alex. Yeah. Blows her off the whole episode, then just comes right in. Luckily, uh, Izzy is in a good mood and she's like, you know what? I could be pissed right now, yeah. but let's just eat. It's Thanksgiving. Let's just be happy. Yeah, so biggest bi- biggest person in the room and prettiest person in the room. Uh yeah, so this was a good episode for Izzy. I I normally find her quite annoying and this episode probably because she wasn't in the hospital at all was pretty good for her in my opinion. So um Oh, Derek asked Meredith how she knew who the wife was when they went to go find her and she goes uh everyone else looks hopeful and she was the like it she it was sad. It's like she didn't want good news. It just ugh, this is just just the roughest. Is this the same this is this this is their scene, right? This yeah, is and then, and then Meredith just just gets real bold and goes, Do you love Addison? Which is I mean, fair question, I guess, but really kinda comes out of nowhere. But I'm glad I mean, good for her. Well, then Derek's like, I don't know. Yeah. What? <laughs> he sucks. Don't. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I could spend an entire hour just talking about this because I like Derek as a character, but I hate Derek as a character mm-hmm. uh, in a relationship with Addison. I like Derek a lot in the relationship with Meredith. I but don't. How he's handling. No, I, I like him. He's, I don't. He's, he's a. He's a good guy, but how is, he's handling the, he the Addison thing? Yeah, I think he's a good guy. I think it's yeah. He's okay. I think he's okay. uh, all my favorite good guys lie about being married to the people they're sleeping with. So lying by omission is Doesn't not matter. a lie. I disagree. That's a whole. <laughs> let's talk about it in person, <laughs> and let's yell at each other. Oh, I intend to. Uh, um, it, it was it was nice this scene in general. I I wrote down this seems like the closure that she's going to get this is the extent of the closure yeah and well it's she it, leaves on it top is nice I think. for her to kind of have that and she doesn't seem sad about it she says that it's good that he's trying to make it work it means she goes it means i was right about who you are like i i knew you were a good guy and that this is what a good guy does i guess i don't know I see don't know. i told you he's a good guy it's neat that meredith and you think that well, we um, are the stars of the show, 18 years running. That's, yeah, that's when Alex goes in, whatever. Uh, this is when <laughs> Bailey yells at the chief to go home, and he turns around. He's like, 
it's this attitude is why people call you the Nazi. And then you see the jackass doctor's face and it's a very delightful payoff moment of the whole storyline for the whole episode. She's just like, bye deuces. What a sweet victory moment for her. I love, I did enjoy, I wasn't sure how they were going to announce it. And that was perfect. It was really, really great. She didn't do the reveal. It came like not even it was almost accidental, truly delightful. Uh, and then we get another nice moment for Christina and Burke when he goes, you don't ask a lot of personal questions and you're not easy to get to know. And she goes, yes. And so he just tells her, oh, my mother has this. It's just nice. Right. I just like her. And she just goes, I scrubbed in today and it's, it's good. I love them. It is. It's interesting on their dynamic because it also flushes out Preston's character more because he's mm-hmm. like, I understand that you're not just going to ask me personal things, but I still want you to know, but I still want, you know, I'm just going to tell you because yeah. it's important that you know, Yeah. and the important stuff that you want me to know, you'll tell me. And apparently and it's not, only surgery, surgery. <laughs> and related. he's not angry about it. He's like, that's just no, who you it's are. Very and cute. That's fine. But this is who I am. And I want you to know. So I like it. Yeah. Um, Derek goes to the trailer I don't know what car what he's kind driving, of, but I love it. <laughs> Are you gonna yeah, say what kind ugly? of? Oh, I love it so much. I think it's no, like a really I, I, old it looked Land like Rover. a. It looked like I thought it was gonna be like uh, maybe a, a the G wagon in America before it got mainstream. It was like some military looking thing. Yeah, I didn't like hate that, it. I thought it was I think cool. It might be an old Land Rover or even a really old Bronco because they have that really boxy look about them. But yeah, I love it. It's uh, it's dope. Also, that's like the third car we've seen him drive. Like, I know you're a surgeon, but come on. Get a good one, though. Get something electric. It's uh, it's raining. So, of course, you know, (laughs) he's soaking wet and whatever. Addison is there. And I just love this moment for her. She's just like, are you done trying to hurt me back? Because if not, I got to get some thicker skin. Because, like, she's trying so hard and he's trying so little except the only thing he's trying to do is be a dick and he's super successful at it. He's really good at it. But, uh, you know, he's had a great day spent with Meredith. So he's super turned on. So now he's going to make out with Addison and probably have sex with her. Do you think they had sex? No, they for sure had sex. And I, and I need to see what happens in the next episode post sex. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then we go to the bar, some guys hitting on Meredith and she is into it. So do we think she's at the beginning phases of moving on? I think she might be. You have the benefit of hindsight. I do know the answer to my own question. So that's why you said, I think yes. Uh, Also, uh, I did that thing again where I forget to do living in Shondaland until right now because it's at the bottom of my notes. So okay, okay. Let me let me guess. It's the surgeon, Uh, not the surgeon. It's the uh, the attending on temp temp attending. No, is it Joe's boyfriend? Nope. Is it the coma guy? Nope. Okay. Um, is it the coma guy's wife? Nope. Okay, I give up. All right, there's this is an okay. First of all, living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Thank you. Uh, this is another one where it's only one person, which is crazy because there were so many guest people in this episode, uh, and it's one of um, George's brothers, Ronnie, who is not the blonde one that was in Office Space, but the other one. His okay. name is Tim Griffin in real life, and he was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. So that's it. So really not a 
not a lot in this one. And uh, next, maybe next episode, I'll try and remember to do that. Not at the end of the episode. <laughs> Who knows? I feel like we should do it the first. Well, no, I guess we shouldn't do it the first time someone is introduced. But once the last character of Living in Shondaland is introduced, we should do that. You should make a note in your notes to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what I do if I have any rememberies of anything. Could, are we going to get to watch the next episode in person? I think so. Maybe the next two episodes? We could try. We could try. Okay. Uh, I would like to make a prediction. Okay. I would love to hear it. You know I love to hear your predictions. I think that the next episode, much like how at the uh, with the, the Alex Izzy thing, the really like when when he dodged the kiss yeah. and I said the next episode is going to start with their date of mm-hmm. some sort. The next episode is going to start pan in on Derek and Addison laying in bed okay. together because they had sex and Derek is going to turn over a whole new leaf and that's when we start to love him even more and Addison and him are going to make a baby and they're going to have kids. Okay. Bold. I went from one real <laughs> prediction to just off the rails very quickly. Yeah. Um, okay, I actually, I know which episode is next, but I truly don't remember. Like, with the with the Izzy and Alex, I knew that the next one started off at the end of their date. This one, I truly don't, I know the next episode, but I don't remember how it starts. So, we'll have to see, because I really don't remember. So, um, what, uh, let's, let's give this one a good old rating. All right, you go first. I really like this episode. My honestly, I think my only flaw with it is that there's not enough Addison. And then I did feel like they didn't flesh out the Alex situation enough. It kind of felt like maybe something had been written in and gotten cut out. So I think I'm going to do a four and a half. So a fellow almost, almost attending. So I really like it. Yeah, those are my really my main complaints because I think the stuff with George's family a makes him more likable and B gives us insight into him. We just get a lot more outside of the hospital time this episode, which is really great. And I really like it. Great episode for Bailey. Great episode for Addison as little as she was in it. Sad, but in a good way, I guess like, you know, I wasn't sobbing, but I felt sad, which is typical Shonda. Yeah. So I was, I was actually going to give this one first time through, uh, doing the notes right off the bat, I was going to give it a resident. I was going to go with three. The more and more I talked through this episode, the, the fleshing out of Preston's character, Mm -hmm. the, the Izzy building of that relationship, the closure that Meredith gets, I think I'm going to go, I'm not giving it a four. It's not a fellow, but I do think it's a 3.75. It's a resident 0.75. A resident uh, 0.75. Yes. So it's, it's gone up quite a bit. Uh, I, I, I do think that it wasn't the best episode. It's been nowhere near the best episode. But I think as I think about it more, it deserves more love than I was willing to originally give it. Yeah. It also just has a lot of like good moments for people together like Christina and Burke, Christina and Bailey, even though that moment was really short, I thought it was a great moment. George and his dad, Addison and Derek, Meredith and Derek's maybe closure ish thing. It's just a lot of good little moments for like multiple characters. In my opinion, I enjoyed it. I think 
my my thoughts are if they would have closed the Alex thing this episode, yeah. it would it would have gotten to a four. Yeah. Yeah, the Alex thing was weird. I just don't feel like it was there. There wasn't enough. But okay. maybe that's in the deleted scenes. Deleted scenes. Let us know if you have uh, Grey's Anatomy on DVD and you get the extra special features because Netflix does not have it. I don't know. I think I have it on DVD somewhere. I'll have to find out. Uh. Anyways, anything <laughs> else you got for this episode, my friend? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just follow us on the Instagram at Gray's Academy Pod, and you can email us at Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com if you have suggestions, if you want to say hello, if you want to correct us on anything, because we probably have gotten things wrong. And just big shout outs for listening. Um, no matter where you are, we appreciate you. We got lots of listeners all over the country and all over the world, and it's just super cool to see. If you have a moment to rate us on the Spotify or the Apple podcast, we would super appreciate it. If you have an extra moment to share us with your friends on social media or just text someone that you think would enjoy it, we would super appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys so much for your support. And just remember, if you see Carmen on the street, No spoilies. We'll see you all in the next one.